If you're strong, you can fly. You can reach the other side of the podcast. It's alright, sit and chill. There's an hour left to fill, and we gotta go fast. That's what song makes sense. GHC, GHC, GH, say your nuts and train no drinkers. GHC. Hello and welcome back to the GHZ, the Green Hill Zone, a Sonic the Hedgehog podcast. We're just some grown adults who get together occasionally, sometimes, virtually. None of us are in the same space, as maybe you've sussed out before, you clever listener. We're doing this virtually. I'm Grant. I'm one of the hosts. We've uh, we've got four hosts. One of them is uh, the guy who did the theme song. It's Josh. Hey, it's Josh. me. Hi. Hello. I did the Hello, theme Josh. song. I say it every time. They must be sick of hearing it now. They must also be sick of hearing the theme song. And if you are, don't tell me because I have low self-esteem. Yes. The theme song is killer. It has been referred to as, quote, the reason I started listening to this podcast. Really? More on Why that. Well, more on that in a moment. We've also got Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Hey, I'm Nathan. I always say my name. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, just I feel like you're like correcting me of like, actually, it's Nathan. Like I'm like getting it wrong. Like I, I said, Nathan, I think I said Nathan. Like, no, it's Nathan. Pronounced Nathan. 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 Is it short for anything? No. Is it Nathaniel? My, it's Nathan. No, I've only ever had one friend who would call me Nathaniel because she thought it was funny. <laughs> and we've also got with us Lee. Hi, Lee. Hi. So, yeah, I'm Lee. I've been here for quite a few episodes in a row now. The yeah, you're, fourth you're, one. I'm the Green Ranger. You're the Green Ranger. You're the uh, the Ringo who joins last, who completes the lineup. Green Ranger um, wasn't the fourth Power Ranger, man. What are you on about? He yeah, was like well, six or something. Well, I was, was going to let it slide, but actually, guy. to coin a phrase, you, you fucked up big time. I you fucked did. up big time. Um, it's funny. I actually originally auditioned for the part of Josh, um, but then we... <laughs> They gave it to the Sylvan lads, posh Sylvan lads, but they liked my moxie. Oh. So those audition tapes were really good, but it came to, it really did come down to the theme song. Uh, Lee's was a little bit out of tune, but it was so endearing. It was uh, it was really good. It was a cover of Two Toot Sonic Warrior called Fuck You Hire Me, I'm a Warrior. And it was very aggressive, but uh, okay. it played well. Yeah, so this is a show where we're going to talk about Sonic stuff. We've got a exciting guest with us, although, but first, a little bit of GHZ news. We've got a Discord server now. So you can come hang out with us in real time, pitch episode ideas, or just talk about Sonic with us. So you can res- you can res- you don't have to just respond back to the speaker as we're talking. You can actually interact IRL. That's how yeah, that's how fucking friendly we are. Because that's what we've heard. We've we've had some some lovely feedback, some lovely fan mail as well, which we certainly will get to in a bit. And uh, people are always they're always telling me. I can't. I just can't stop them from telling me. They say we love the tone. It's very conversational. I feel like I'm just sitting around with my pals, just having a chat. Except that I don't know any of you, and all you talk about is Sonic the Hedgehog, and I don't <laughs> care about Sonic the Hedgehog. But apart from those <laughs> things, you're having a great right. time, and that's a nice. That's right. exactly the kind of tone we're going for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. It's wonderful. We're, I'm in the market for a parasocial relationship with <laughs> dozens and dozens <laughs> of strange people. <laughs> we have literally at least two people listening, 
and they are stoked to be doing so i imagine i don't know shout right now go yes i am and then we might we might hear it you i'm listening i'm i'm like cupping my ear <laughs> Point is, we're highly interactive. Uh, we're we're real people, which is what we're finding out about the GHC. The GHC has always been run by human hands and not, uh, you know, bird creatures or alien creatures. Uh, so you send us, you prick us, we bleed. You send us email, we read. You can email us ghcpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. That was top of the dome, and uh, you know our our promises. Like if you if you get in touch with us at this point, you're on the show, baby. Josh, we got a we got a fan letter. Do you want to read it out so we can uh, hear it? I would love to. We're going to leap straight in with this one. It's the small image I've got saved here. We had a lovely, lovely message here from a gentleman. He's from Ireland, uh, just across the way. I'm waving. Hello. Sorry for being English. We're the worst people in the entire world. I know. I'm technically and, Irish. Uh, are you? Yeah, yeah. I've got your citizenship. Oh, because this is grandma. all in the letter. Um, no, I think that's Lee. Did it's Lee, just me, me interrupting. Oh, just did you oh. send this fucking thing? <laughs> anyway, he says, "What's up, fellas? Absolutely loving the podcast. After I discovered it last week, it's like sitting in on conversations with the Sonic obsessed friends I never had. Just wondering if you guys have been big into Sonic game mods and ROM hacks over the years, and if so, what are some of your favorites? Looking forward to hearing more from you, Casper. P.S. Please make a GHC podcast community Discord server." Please, please, please do it, you fucking cowards. Wonderful. Oh, we end it with much love. You know what? Much love back to you, mate, as well. Thank you for writing in there and uh, and for using my catchphrase back at me. It kind of hurt hearing it, to be honest. Well, not hearing it, reading it. It hurt. It, um, there it is. Yeah. Well, now was, you uh, know how all the targets of your ire have felt. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of nice to have a thing. Everyone wants to have a thing, don't they? So uh, and we'll we'll talk we about that. Maybe not so much. I don't know about now. If you guys want to get into it now, ROMs and but we'll we'll do a future episode on that uh, at some point, right? Mm. Yes, mm. I think we have some <laughs> yes. exciting plans. Mm. Yeah, for probably. Well, the, the overall <laughs> enthusiasm for taking that suggestion was. So let's introduce, finally, uh, really burying the lead here. Uh, yeah, this is very yeah. exciting for us uh, to have Green Gibbon, a.k.a. Jared, with us, the founder, the original founder of the GHC website and museum and this and sort of the, the community as a whole. We've finally unmuted your mic. You're allowed out of the, uh, the, the cage now. Hello. Podcast. Hey, uh, yeah, so I guess uh, I, I kind of started at a more of a vestigial organ at this point, but... Um, Kind of, it's all my fault. So sorry. Yeah. If you have any issues with uh, this podcast, please blame Green Gibbon and and not us. Uh, do you feel like uh, we should quit doing this podcast immediately uh, because we've stolen your name and uh, and and uh, soiled your work? Um, I think you can continue as is, but uh, you got to get rid of Josh. That guy's just trouble. Yeah. You know, we were all we were all thinking it. Uh, no, of course not. Who else would do the theme song? He does it live each time, which is pretty impressive. It's very consistent, isn't it? <laughs> so, okay, all right. Here's a we here's keep the making the same joke you. every episode. It's, it gets How funnier did every the time GHC the start? Uh, you know, when did uh, we heard a little bit from Bo last week of you know his side of things of seeing you on the Sega forums and following you to uh, the websites that you'd made that also had forums. But uh, what yeah. was it like from your experience starting the GHC? And also coupled with that is another question, which is your relationship with Sonic, the franchise is like, you know, when did you first get into Sonic and how did that impact everything? 
Okay, yeah, I guess it's uh, the typical story. I think uh, Nate said something really similar, like in the first episode. But uh, my first time seeing Sonic was actually at um, Toys R Us on the display unit. And um, it was, of course, the most incredible thing I'd ever seen, especially the special stage at the end. And I played through the demo trying to get into the special stage when I finally figured out you have to jump through the giant ring to get to it. And I did it, and then the timer ran out, and I could never actually get into the special stage of the part I most wanted to see until I actually got the thing. But um, So yeah, I mean that was my big formative experience. Um, I started the GHZ. That was in uh, 1997. I, Bo knows more than I do. Like I remember I started in the summer of 1997, but Bo knows the exact day and everything. And it was originally I was in the uh, the forums on the Sega website, and Bo was there too. And um, I started getting into like the online Sonic fandom at that time. Like I was on a mailing list and some other things, but um, like at that time the fandom was almost entirely focused on the uh, the Saturday morning cartoon show, which had already stopped running by then. This was a few years later, but that's still where all the fans were, and. Um, how can I put this? Um, they were mainly, you know, middle-aged men who fantasize about fucking cartoon rabbits. And I ain't judging. <laughs> I ain't judging. I'm totally not judging. Like, I Lord told knows you. I have, I have you no right to, to the kink. last episode. <laughs> I, have, I have no – no, I totally I, – like, I have no right to kink shame anyone about anything. But I'm thinking, you know, maybe this should not be the sole representation of Sonic fandom on the internet. So – so yeah, I started putting together a website. I distinctly remember um, picking up uh, – it was already outdated when I bought it, but it was an HTML for dummies book. And uh, I put together <laughs> nice. a really simple yeah, yeah, really simple thing on uh, GeoCities actually. Actually, at the beginning, it wasn't just Sonic. It was like a Sega fan site. Uh, so there was a part for Knights, a part for – I don't think Burning Rangers was out just yet. Burning Rangers was 98, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that was so, part yeah. of the attraction of the GHZ for me was that it was Sonic team focused. Uh, it was definitely like very interested in Sonic as a franchise, but Sonic Team as well. Yeah, it was definitely it was Sonic Team for a while. I mean, uh, but uh, I had to like I narrowed the focus down to just Sonic at some point. I don't remember why I did that. Maybe it, it was, was just too much. But yeah, getting to be think, a lot. I remember. I think you started like, or you stopped updating or making those like very comprehensive museum pages around like maybe Sonic Heroes was the last one. I don't recall exactly, but I think, yeah, I don't remember that, what the last one I did was. Um, was that around the time that you'd like? Did you kind of like fall off the franchise at that point, or did you just not have enough time for the website? Uh, I don't think I'd fallen off the franchise just yet at that point. Um, the last one I played was Sonic Unleashed. Um, okay. Like I said, yeah, I played through all of that one. I got to the final boss. I got really close to beating the final boss, and I like died at the part where you have to mash the button or something. And I found out oh, I had to yeah. do the whole thing again, and I was like, man, F this. And uh, yeah, I just never <laughs> – I didn't play another Sonic <laughs> game until Sonic Mania. But um, – I was a few years behind on the uh, on the website on the uh, museum pages. Mm-hmm. Wait, so did but you play O six as well? I did. Like yeah, you, I totally you were played playing everything 06. up until Unleashed. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, you haven't played Generations then. Uh, uh, I played the demo of Generations, and uh, I mean, I guess I really like the look of it. And I listen. Actually, I have the soundtrack. I listen to the whole soundtrack, but. Um, like I, I still feel like it's not really like it, it's boost Sonic. Even when you're playing 2D Sonic, some people pointed it out before, but it's it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like Sonic. It's yeah, 2D, yeah. but it doesn't feel like Sonic. I mean, it's cool. I, I like it for what it is. I guess I liked what little bit I played, but not as a Sonic game. Just I like it, just kind of as a generic platform game. Mm-hmm. Right. But I never right. played the whole thing. I just played the demo. 
Right. So that's interesting then, I guess, that you have kind of more recently fallen off of the franchise. So would you say you're like back with the since Mania or are you still kind of just evaluating on a per game basis? Are you interested in Rangers, for example? Uh, Yeah, of course, I'm always interested. I'm always following the new ones as they come out. And usually I play the demos, but I mean, my expectations are so ridiculously low that, um, you know, like... Like, I'm following Rangers, but I'm not 100% committed to buying it or playing it or anything. I'm just going to kind of wait to see how it all plays out. Of course, I played Sonic Mania. I loved that. And um, Sonic Forces, I didn't touch that. (laughs) What about Sonic Colors then coming out in a couple months? Yeah, like, I really don't know. I might check that out. Um, That's still... it's. I, I don't really like the look of it. I feel like it doesn't look like a Sonic game. Like the art direction is just kind of a little out there. Do I mean, you think I guess any looks... of the 3D games have kind of hit what you would like perceive a Sonic game to look like? Or I think uh, it... Sonic Generations did a really good job. Okay. Sonic Unleashed was pretty good too. I, I really like the look of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very pretty game. I couldn't make it uh, very far. I just got too frustrated with Unleashed. We talked about Unleashed before, but yeah, it's uh... yeah. So Sonic Rangers, you're interested in maybe uh, depending on how it shakes out. Assuming that there's something else from the Mania team, would you be interested there, even if it's not Sonic Mania 2? Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, uh, that's what everyone wants right now. But right. Um, I'd really like to see what they can do with like a 3D Sonic. That would be awesome. Well, what a segue into... Uh, let's, uh, let's dive into it, what the episode title uh, is and uh, what we're talking about today, which is Sonic in the Third Dimension, 3D Sonic. Lee, this was something that you were excited to uh, talk about and dive into. Yeah, because I, I think we've like touched upon this in previous episodes. You know, we're talking about like Sonic Unleashed and Sonic Generations, and you guys talked about Sonic Adventure. So it's like when you think for two D Sonics, you think the Mega Drive games and you know Sonic CD, and yeah, maybe even the Game Gear ones, and they're all kind of the same thing. But then once you get into the three D games, they're sort of reinventing the wheel almost with each incarnation. Um, I repl- I played a bit of Sonic Unleashed recently, um, alongside Sonic Generations, and even there we think of them as the same thing, but they're actually very different when you go and replay them back to back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought it would be interesting if we sort of talked about that. Like, what is it we want from a 3D Sonic game rather than just, you know a 3D game that just happens to star Sonic. You know, and like yeah. what what's been done right so far, what's been done wrong, because it feels like they've had all these games since nineteen ninety eight. So, you know, long ass time, twenty three years, and there's still not one you can point at and say, Oh yeah, that's the one where they nailed it. Yeah. You know, it's for that reason to to I'll jump into answer part of that which is uh and also kind of respond to uh what gibbon's saying i'm actually on the opposite side of it where i'm like allow i'm going full sonic cycle for sonic rangers we don't know anything they announced it too early we saw nothing official we're just relying on 4chan leaks that it's like sonic meets breath of the wild it's an open world sonic they're gonna work on an open world sonic which is all i want so that alone is like i've got i've got some degree of hope propelling me forward that it'll actually just be fun just to move sonic without relating to the mission objectives or trying to achieve a high score or get the fastest route just moving itself as sonic which is something that i enjoyed a lot in uh the adventure fields in sonic adventure where uh it's kind of the closest to that the hub world in 
Sonic Unleashed, for example, uh, is no, it's nothing. It's it's all for the just interacting with the uh, NPC characters or finding an object or something. It, it's it's not fun to move. Uh, and same true for the small hub world in Generations. Uh, so that's where I'm at, baby. What about the rest of y'all? Yeah, I I, th- I feel like we've touched on the subject a little bit already in the past, but I kind of agree with all that. I don't feel like they've ever really um, got it as far as 3D movement. Um, I I know <laughs> we uh, we might all have kind of like mixed feelings about you know the rival franchise with a red plumber, but something that I appreciate about what they did when they were making that transition into 3D, right? is that they spent a lot of time on the fundamentals of the movement and the move set of that character, kind of just like the tool set that you're given, right? Because with a 3D character action platformer game, the character is the tools, right, that you're going to be using. Or or all of right. the moves in the character's move set are the tools that you have to, you know, traverse the world, um, deal with enemies and whatever else you're going to be doing at it. And I think a big part of what was missed or lost, I guess, in the transition from 2D Sonic into 3D Sonic is the feeling of those kind of like pinball rolling physics, which was, you know, the kind of unique signifier of the 2D games. Like you could, anytime you were running down a slope or encountering an enemy, right? That was like the whole design philosophy of the franchise from the very beginning is you tuck down into a ball instead of having to jump on everything, which was the staple of the Mario series. Oops, I said his name. Anyways, um, I'm surprised that you think we have mixed feelings. I thought we were universally in love with Mario here. Who's anti-Mario? What? You can't what? say that. You're going to lose our <laughs> I, listeners. I was for years. Like when I was a teenager, well, not quite a teenager. When I was 13 or 14, I was like a total Sega loyalist. I would not allow myself to play anything that was not a <laughs> Sega system. I still have that, you know, kind of in my DNA. Um, I've since transitioned right from Sega loyalism to more of like a PlayStation um, loyalist, but... I've always been skeptical of Nintendo. It's I, mean, been, I like a lot of their stuff. I'm, Somebody I'm going put to, this line into my head. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just saying I'm going to come out of the closet as a big Mario fan. Um, so at first, when I was a kid, I was like, okay, you've got to pick Sonic or Mario, and I picked Sonic. But then, I don't know, I played Super Mario World, and it immediately won me over. I'd already played like Mario Land on Game Boy. You know, it's that's a handheld, so it's not cheating you know that's not cheating on sonic <laughs> but um but yeah my oh super mario world that was a big infidelity and yeah we'll say i think mario is probably the best video game series ever like especially yeah. like because not i don't agree I mean, with that mario's well, oddly underrated for how consistently great it is that we're hearing even this uh this anti-mario talk we take it for granted but we, t- we do take it a bit for granted and I'll I'll say my medium take on this has been somebody else said this, but it but Sonic is better in two D and Mario is obviously better in three D uh, because Sonic has nothing in three D that comes close and Mario's had several like including most so Mario Odyssey it's also been pointed out feels a bit Sonicy one there's gold rings two there's rolling physics yes uh, mm, barely. I mean, was there, was there actually any point to the rolling physics in Mario Odyssey? Like, I remember doing it a couple of times and like, wow, this is cool. And then I never had a reason to use it when I was actually like playing. Yeah. You get it's a little bit faster, but it's not what I would. You get the momentum up, like, to get a Sonic longer rolling. jump. It's not momentum. Really. It's fun. 
it's yeah it's, it's, it's not just, really momentum like it's very if there is momentum on the move it's very limited it's not like what i would imagine like a song you gotta play around movie. in the sand kingdom go go over all the dunes and just roll around and then long jump out of it yeah, um, wherever it, you want it, it's just fair for shits and giggles and you never have to use it but yeah so it would be underwhelming if that was what you got in a sonic game and yet, at the same time, it's still more than we ever have seen in a 3D Sonic game. True that. I think the closest rolling that, or yeah, that we got in the 3D games was Sonic Adventure One, or the most fun form of it. You could where you could just like hold the button down for a second, you know, and blast off in a spin dash. Even though, but what I really want in the 3D space is like something similar to the 2D games where you have like a roll button or some mechanic where you can roll and gain momentum down slopes and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know how if you pull the uh, the the stick backwards, you like turn around? What if that was roll? Uh, that I think might be too finicky to pull off yeah, consistently. You'd still, because you'd still want to move in a direction, right? So I don't yeah, know. And you I, need a I, way to pull yourself to a hard stop if you have to. Yeah, I was thinking like maybe... Yeah. Maybe have it on one of the shoulder trigger buttons and like let that yeah, be your sort of yeah, sort of crawl. Like if you're still, it's just like a crouch. Yeah, like just like pressing button. down on the D pad in the two D games. But then if you're moving, then you're rolling into a ball. Um, I mean, however they do it, what I want is like the kind of physics based mechanics around it. Yeah, like I think, uh, well, the thing with Sonic Adventure One, the characters you could roll around a lot, but the characters had no weight. Hmm. It felt really light. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like floaty even on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah, it, it's hard. Even still, like the movement in 3D space in Sonic Adventure One still feels the best to me. And maybe that was because I spent maybe more time on that one than any of the other games. But I really, really didn't like the changes that they made to the movement mechanics in Sonic Adventure Two. That was kind of like the first time where I was like, I don't really like this, and it just Have got worse you- from there. Guys, played any of the uh, 3D Sonic fan games? Uh, what are the ones out there? Like Utopia and RoboBlast 2 and whatever else? I've played a I, little bit of RoboBlast 2. I haven't played them, but I've seen the YouTube videos. And I have like, yeah. very strong opinions on these <laughs> these lovingly made fan games that I've not played. Let's hear it. Oh, well, oh, shit. I don't know. Because sometimes I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, good job, lads. Other times I'm just like, this is bullshit. Why the fuck did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> so, I think in one of them, the second level is like you're flying a plane. Because I've also only seen the YouTube videos. Uh, but it's uh, it's like, oh, man, even the fan games seem to like fall into the uh, the same trap of like, oh, I guess we can't just do Sonic. Whereas RoboBlast 2 feels the most like a, it feels the most like it's the equivalent to a Sonic 64 like a missing early link of just getting yeah. the 3D movement down. But it, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, Roblast 2 is kind of... It's like one of those games that could only really be re- released sort of 1994 or like the first half of 95. You know, back when it was like, like the Saturn, you had Bug, you know, games like that. Right. Where it's like, oh, it's 3D kind of, sort of. Um but yeah, it's a it's a tremendous achievement, and it's still going after oh, how many years did it start in the late nineties? Like twenty 90s? years. Yeah, it's, it's like twenty years. Yeah, yeah it's like 20... ninety. It's somewhere around that same time of ninety eight, ninety nine, around the same time as Adventure, I think. Yeah, yeah. I've got... it looks like it as well, doesn't it? <laughs> to be honest, well, it's a I... tremendous achievement to make a Doom Wad. 
come on now. <laughs> do I have to? Do I have to? I've been sat here. I've been quietly drinking my beer, Ooh. listening to you. Like, have a pleasant little conversation. And I knew this game was going to fucking come up. <laughs> I'm not going to sit. Every single time I go on Sonic Retro, I don't know why I bother. Fuck them. And I got sorry. I'm sorry. I'll take that back. Wow. <laughs> Make love to them. Hard. Make love to them. I'm not especially you, okay, former guest David T. Lurker. No, I love David. He's full of stories. He's a wonderful man. All right, look, stop it. Look, I'm just mucking about. But I'm not mucking about about Sonic Robo Blast 2. It's stupid. They could have just called it. Okay, wait, look, hang on. Um, let me start again. Right. Why are you putting Sonic in Doom? Like, just that's it. Off at one point, off at one point only, why are you putting Sonic in Doom? That's not a question. Why are you putting it in Doom? Well, stop it. The, it, the reasoning goes it, that, you're, that it's Sonic. That first of all, it, it can move fast, and that they they treat it like because there's the thock move in it rather than a homing what? attack. Thock, the T H O K. Yeah, no, this is oh, a like a one. like a comic thok. book on the Matapia. Thock, yeah, yeah, like Spider Man punching a goon. Yeah, yeah. so it just fires you. It's like the it's like an air dash, uh, and the idea is that uh, you know running Sonic, you're the gun, and then that you're the bullet. So it's it almost okay. treats it a little bit like a a shooter in that way where I don't know. I have the thought playing it that like, Oh my God, why is this actually perfect for Sonic? That thought move is like the homing attack in Sonic adventure one. If you don't have a target, which I do love that move in Sonic adventure one. All right. But it does well, need a, it needs a homing. You need, well, okay. First of all, do you think that there needs to be a homing attack in any Sonic 3d game? Is that like, uh, is that annoying to you or is it a, a nice feature? No, no, have it, do it, it, do it in there. And I, I, maybe not with a, a big fucking bleeping, red reticle and all that you know nonsense that goes with it something that's uh, akin to just like you sort of jump towards them and there's just like uh if we're going to talk about fps games for a second like an aim assist that you aim more or less towards them and the game does the rest for you i mean so that is just... how the homing attack does supposedly work it's mm-hmm. just been right very uh, so here's my hot take on this i think that sonic in 3d kind of requires a homing attack just based on i mean at least as far as we've gotten to the current point, um, how the 3D games and speed have been designed, right? But I think it has become a crutch for enemy design in the 3D yeah. games. And I think that enemy yeah. design is super uninteresting overall through the entire 3D era of the Sonic games. And I think that that is one of the biggest weaknesses when it comes to interesting combat and gameplay mechanics in the series they need to have enemies that force you to do more than just mash the button at them you need to like roll at some enemies you need to maneuver or navigate around them you need enemies that can like counter or block certain of sonic's moves like like with the plumber games right he has a tool set make him use all the tools in the toolkit but i think you get you're getting too crazy with the moves in the sonic games man if i'm gonna i mean i think it should be simple yeah, keep it simple, man. Like, I'm going to get angry about a couple of things here. What, what a fucking surprise. Like, Sonic <laughs> Lost World, yeah. Sonic Lost World. They get, You've got a kick. You've got a slide. You've got a, you can walk and run and you can do a spin dash. It doesn't fucking do anything and it feels weird. Mm. Uh, it's like when you try and like run in a dream. Like there's just, or when you try and run in fucking Balan Wonderworld. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> anyway, so yeah. It Too just, soon. I that's right yeah <laughs> there's <laughs> sorry Yuji. you fucked up big time so even are you curious about playing uh balan wonder world yeah i mean uh i 
kind of, I like, there's something about it that kind of appeals to me and I can't really put my finger on it, but I mean, yeah. I guess I might sit down to try the demo on a drunken night one day, drunken alone night one day, but <laughs> I hope you added the demo not, to your it, account already. Cause I think they actually took the demos down. <laughs> oh, I probably missed my chance. I'm, I'm not going to buy that. No, please don't. Please don't. I've seen people try it, but you can't. It's 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 indefensible. We have one ardent defender in. Yeah, I played <laughs> you did play it. it. You it did? fucking sucks, bro. I was so hyped. I I wrote a whole thing. I've I'm sure I said this on the podcast before. I'm sure our pal Casper can tell me all about it. He listens to this shit. So, God forbid. So yeah, dude, I played it. It fucking sucks. It's the worst. I said it on the Nick right. Weiger episode. That's when. Um, it's oh, okay. just, it's so like, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like the game is treating me like a fucking asshole. I mean, it's just like, you know, I feel like it's a little kid's wow. game. The game knows you so well. It, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> it, I'm sorry. It just, this is why I drink. <laughs> this is why I fucking drink. It just feels rudimentary. You know, it feels like, yeah. You know, someone's at uni, they're learning how to make video games, and yes. they're like, oh, cool, I've got a character moving in 3D space. And, you Thank know, you. it feels like that. It feels like a first stab from an yeah, amateur. Yeah. Articulating that in a better way than yeah. I possibly It's like a half big, con- half-baked concept. I thought it could have been something interesting if they'd, like, maybe taken that costume idea, right? And since you can carry multiple at a time, and instead of making you switch between them or whatever, or whatever, making maybe giving the player like three action buttons, and then basically letting you make custom builds of multiple yeah. powers at the same time. See, that Combine could have been something interesting. Yeah, that'd be. Fun. Uh, but okay. as but that is, would use more than one button, though, Nathan, yeah, wouldn't it? We can't have that. Can't have that. Okay. <laughs> Fucking. Oh wait, and they, they could have done that, right? Because so surely, like some, like some abilities would negate others but if we did it so like okay well you've got a hat a shirt and shoes and it's sort of like you mix and match and you all do different mm-hmm. things but they're sort of designed so that they don't interfere with each other so that like no shoes could ever interfere with a hat yeah or something am i, like to- am I yeah. talking shit here is that no i think it could have worked it obviously would have required a lot more kind of design planning right and testing to make sure about like all these different permutations of stuff but at that yeah. at least could have been an interesting kind of game concept which while i think like what you all were saying about just uh, the single costume thing is i completely agree with it, it seems like you know uh half idea could it be that uh Eugenaka has lost his touch who knows man i mean I, I know that i've and certainly lots of other people have always said like oh if only we could get the old guard back and you know the sonic games would be good again we'll just get all the old crew again and then so when you ha- hear that he's working with oshima again and you're like oh my god they're gonna do a thing and then they did and i kind of wish they hadn't it makes me look back to things like fan games where you go oh okay, so the guys that grew up with the games and studied them and sort of took them apart and put them back together again, piece by piece, maybe they understand it on a different context, not just from a technical aspect of like, I'm going to program a game that does a thing. And it's like, but what made the games fun? What did we love about them? How did we feel when we were kids and we played them for the first time? You know, when you go from Emerald Hill to Chemical Plant Zone, how did you fucking feel? Because it blew my fucking nuts off me in 1992. I tell you what, and when I played Sonic Mania and I got to chemical plant zone act two that blew my nuts off even harder i barely i just i just reattached him only just wow. then just had the surgery your poor nuts waste of time <laughs> i've been waiting with the nhs mate you have to wait all that you know i was on the list finally got it done and then boom out the window 
splat. One of the cats had him. Yeah, it was, it was a complete mess. <laughs> complete mess. So basic that you know what I mean? You really you painted that, that picture. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, uh, well, I'm kind of an artist. Uh, mm. So it just, you know, it just, they're capturing something which um, is lost, I think, in trying to trying too hard to make games and not trying to make like an experience or a feeling or capture a moment of what Sonic was in that moment. I know, but the problem is, I know that we all disagree on on various things about how Sonic should be as a series and and, and the world in general and the fandom at large also does. So it is hard, I suppose, to narrow it down. You're, it's so, interesting. Oh, it is interesting. You're right. Thank you. It's interesting. Well <laughs> done, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how long the uh, series has been trying to do 3D because it's there kind of from the beginning from you know not quite the special stages in the first one like Kevin was talking about but the special stages in the second one and the third one are definitely like look this could be I mean is it 3D and Sonic Labyrinth another example of a uh, early attempt at like how can we make this technically three dimensions as a selling point oh that shit doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like Sonic Labyrinth. Oh, really? And that's my hot take. Kidding. I thought you were. What's fucking... your favorite no, thing about I, Sonic I, Labyrinth? Music. The music. I say the music's really good, but I mean, I kind of like just the general atmosphere of it. Like it's, uh, it's like a big special stage game. It's a game of nothing but special stages. Okay. Which yeah. I mean, I guess that's why most people hate it because I, from what I gather, most people don't really like special stages. So I, I'm in the minority on that. No, no, I, they're an integral part. Of the, who doesn't like special stages? What the fuck yeah, is wrong with like people, get man? blue balls? The story of Josh I trying to get blue track balls. his testicles <laughs> back after they've been blown up. <laughs> Everyone's on my fucking case today. Look, man, I did a theme tune. <laughs> You're the one right? telling us about getting your nuts <laughs> Go get blown off twice in your life, okay? Back the fuck up. All right, so how <laughs> I love messed stages. up would it, it be if they range. reattached your nuts backwards, right? Like swap left and right? You'd be tripping over yourself like for the rest of your life. I imagine. I'm, I'm constantly tripping, mate. And anyway so that's another story so look special stages are great and if you dislike them you're wrong hot take there you go there you is. like all special stages really you're every gonna come here and single, tell us every right, single look, one of god's I, children is beautiful that's not not a hundred percent true <laughs> i i like the idea of special stages um <laughs> <laughs> no the old the proper ones if you're talking about yeah. something from like sonic advance with the special state they can get fucked getting to them sonic heroes doing them sonic heroes sonic heroes one is so bad what if sonic 2 but like shitty no it's got that weird floaty kind of movement where you're you're like it feels like you're being pulled back constantly it's weird like i I don't think i ever really understood what was happening in those oh you you have to just collect things and get you i think you have to get to the end the things make you faster maybe and then if you're if you're fast enough you get the the other thing it was super gross because in like the sonic 2 ones you get it was super gross it was disgusting so in sonic 2 you just like moved left to right right across the oh, half right, right and left yeah. um but yeah but yeah. then in sonic heroes you've got like your analog control so you're not just going left or right you're sort of like going in all like 360 degrees you know diagonals and stuff like up the half pipe and it's got like the physics and it's like oh mm. You know, you just want to go left and right. So they fucked up big time. But I mean, <laughs> so that sort of goes back to Sonic in 3D because I felt like even in Sonic Adventure 2, it's like, oh, cool, I'm running down a tube. And then it's like, oh, 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 this doesn't. Yeah, you kind of want that cool sensation of like, well, I'm running through a tube, but you don't quite get it. You know what I mean? Here's Was how... that just me? Pyramid Cave? No. 
Sure. May I say this about the Sonic 2 special stages? I hope they fix it in Sonic Origins because it's not fun. They're the least fun special stages in Sonic 2 ones, but it's an easy fix. Just make it so Tails can't lose rings. He can collect rings, cannot lose them, just like in the main game, and we're all good. I can take yeah. it. Make, make I, having Tails be a bonus. Make it easy mode. Tails is I would expect you. them to use at least like the updated 3D engine version of it that were in the Christian Whitehead mm-hmm. iOS ports. Yeah, but um, were those different? Like they, they basically were rebuilt, so they run at like 60 frames per second, I believe, and yeah, they feel a lot smoother. I think the draw distance is pushed out and all this other stuff. So it has a lot of nice improvements. Um, is it yeah, like the sure. same design though? Is it the same like uh, dips and hills and yeah, they're all identical. The bomb I the same. Mm-hmm. I think is it is, is it like actually polygonal because I know the sort of tube itself, you know, with all the stripes, it's not all pixelated. It's all like nice and smooth. So maybe um, it's been a while since I played it, and I don't know, you know, all the technical details behind it. I, I just know that they basically built a new engine for it, but, but repli- replicated the yeah. original designs of all the stages. Yeah, it's really good. It just it feels and plays like the originals, but yeah, everything's just smoother and you can see things coming at you. It's um mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's more like how you remember it being rather than it actually was. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like with a lot of these other modern updates. The Tails loses the rings for you. That's <laughs> yeah, just but- it's not how the game works. The game does did not you, Grant, did you ever bullshit. play the the competition mode for the special stage with like a sibling or something? Cause- I think so. I must have that uh, was, yeah, and it's and it was it was it, it is fun or frustrating, depending. Uh, yeah, that was the I'm same thing where it keeps them separate. I mean, I think that was why they did that. Maybe the Sonic and Tails get separate ring counts and all that, but those yeah. competitions just turn into like an endless jumping contest yeah. to see who can like end up standing in front of the other player. It's just jumping. See, because I, I thought yeah, I, I thought the idea of it was. So you've got that sort of limited two-player co-op in Sonic 2, right? And it's like struggle for Tails to keep on the screen. But in the special stages, when it's like, okay, okay cool, player 2 actually gets to do something. Right. So, yeah. yeah and he gets it, to yeah. fuck it all up for Sonic. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I wonder if, that's, uh, that's part of the experience. I wonder, in, in the iOS port of Sonic 2, the, Christian, the existing Christian Whitehead one, you cannot use the carry ability in Sonic 2, right? But that's another thing that I wonder if they might add. Uh, that's a good what, question. Like I'm setting sure. things on fire? What? Like setting like in Tails Adventure? The carry ability. <laughs> Never mind. Don't worry about <laughs> it. It's fine. Oh. oh I, I liked I it. Shit joke. We'll cut oh, that out in post. I liked yeah. it. Let's repeat it. Thanks. Editor. Editor. We'll try it, oh. we'll try it again. Here we go. Uh, it. <clears throat> yeah, it's... Uh, uh, I forget the setup, but but, but carry. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, this suspiciously sounds like uh, this. This doesn't sound like Sonic in three dimensions. Talk. I was going to try and get us back on track. Well, we, we're talking a little should. bit about the mechanics, which actually I will share my theory crafting on the control scheme that is in my head. Yeah, dude. All right, what? here we go. So uh, this kind of goes back to what you know, Lee and I were kind of commiserating about a few minutes ago, where I think there should be you know a crouch slash roll button. So really, I think Sonic in 3D, I do appreciate you know the kind of spiritual uh, ancestry of a simple control scheme, right? From the 2D Sonic games, where Sonic is a one button game. You get jump and you can roll but really you only get one action button. So I think moving into 3D, they should try and keep it as simple as possible, which I guess, you know, they kind of did in Sonic Adventure, but 
in Sonic Adventure and the later games, right? He has jump, he has a spin dash. He also has like a, a pickup button, I guess, right? Mm. Um, and maybe a contextual action button or something. I don't remember. So he's got like three buttons. So like, do away with that. The only buttons you need are jump and a crouch slash roll. And yes. I think with the combination of all of those, you could make a really interesting uh, move system for Sonic, right? So you have jump, double jump could be either the thock and or the homing attack. Um, I think if you do jump and then the crouch button in the air, instead of doing the ground slam, which is in the more recent Sonic games, I've never been a fan of that move. Uh, you, I think we could pull in the drop dash move into 3D by holding the crouch button as you hit the ground. Um, if you like hold the crouch button when you're uh, standing still, you can do the spin dash. If you press it when you're moving, you can like tuck into a ball. Um, I think all those things together really would give Sonic enough of a versatile moveset and um, keep still keep it simple with just like a two button control scheme so it doesn't get like over complicated. So I think that's really all you need and you can build it all on that. I, I 100% agree with 99% of that. <laughs> I'm going to... So I think like the spin dash, it's like, yeah, it always has been like Sonic Adventure. Oh, just hold the button down. I really do prefer the idea of revving it up, you know, because that's, mm. it was like part of the fun in like Sonic 2, Sonic 3 and all that, right? So yeah, I think if your trigger button, when you stood still, it's just crouch, right? Then you still get uh, to rev it up with an action the button. The jump button. Yeah with, yeah, with the jump button. And then it's like the same, it's the same kind of import. You know, it's an equivalent import, except instead of pressing down on the D-pad, you're like holding the trigger. Um, but okay. no, be, like beyond that, I, yeah, just yeah. completely agree. It's, um, you know what, Lee? It's I 100% agree with your 1% disagreement of your wow, original then, agreement. There so. we go. That takes us Things up to almost got pretty heated here for a second. Uh, Nate, a minute ago you mentioned uh, a ground smash. What's that? In is that like which game was that introduced in? Maybe in Sonic Unleashed or something. Uh, they give a move where where or was it? Yeah, do you I think know what game was. that was introduced? Yeah, in? yeah you just stomp straight it? downwards. Yeah. Don't you? so it's like when you're in the air, like uh, that's in Sonic Adventure Two. You can bounce. Okay, that's no, okay. No, that's right. Little, that's right. The bounce, it's right? different from that. Okay, because you don't bounce. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, the bounce is no, great. The bounce is pretty good. This is just like a Mario sort of ground pound, you know. It's like a Croc Legend of the Goblins ground pound. Yeah, Yeah, it's like a kind of illusion. Well, it's not a bounce. Like you just wait. You want to take away the bounce? You don't bounce. Okay, that's that's the big problem. Stuff that makes you come to a stop. Because I was going to say the slide move is the worst thing that was ever added to Sonic's Arsenal. Oh yeah, the slide move sucks. It's like he can roll. Why would he slide? It's a lesser roll. What the fuck's doing? Less cool. It's not all minus all the charm and fun. Uh-huh. It's because yeah. like in Sonic Adventure Sonic two, they you know they add the fucking the grindy shoes and they got the Tony Hawk move set and they're trying to like get the extreme sports flavor. So they're trying to make him into like an athletic guy, like he's running and parkouring and whatnot. And they're forgetting the fact that he's a, is a cartoon hedgehog and his whole thing is he he makes a ball and he smashes robot boys, which has been forgotten for about twenty twenty five years. Completely and- missing. I think I think you could do something really fun with that, just rolling into a ball in yeah. a sort of Tony Hawkish kind of context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was I was like playing the, you know, Dave Mirror Freestyle BMX PlayStation I One. Love Dave Mirror Freestyle yes. BMX. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's got, yeah, that's where I first heard Sublime. That's shut. <laughs> <laughs>
shut up. I... That's where I first heard Sublime. Oh man, are you just copying my? Are you doing? Are you doing my bit? Now, re- Is that what rem- you're doing? Now remember the level though with a uh, with a swimming pool. The- but it's and like tra- empty, oh, okay. and it's like, yeah, but yeah, one thing there's a ton of it. But it's like, oh yeah, well if you could, you know, you've got this like little sort of ball kind of, you know, well what if you were Sonic, what if you were Sonicing around in that, just and like you rolling around, bowls and, and ramps and things. Exactly, it's it's all there. Like, do it, but keep the movement and the character of the character, if that makes any sense. Did not you like Sublime? That's crazy. Yeah, well, a little bit. I've not like listened to their discography, but um, yeah, what I got that was like the first song you hear in that game. Yeah, it's a great fucking song, dude. Oh, that was like one of the first songs I learned to play on the guitar. Well, there you oh, are. Oh shit, man! Yeah, that's there a new intro. That's a new something intro. for our listeners. I better not. God rest mm. you, Brad. Anyway, yeah, we love. You know, I've got a, yeah. I've got a pitch on this, uh, this control scheme, which I think right. uh, this Lee Nathan uh, control scheme. It sounds great. I think one of the things that's tough you know in designing sonic in 3d is you know getting that proper weight to speed ratio mm-hmm. and you, without having like a boost or a run button like in sonic robo blast 2's version of 3d he feels a bit slippery or otherwise in the you know the proper games like it's either like you're controlling like a race car it's very awkward to turn or you're controlling uh you know too fast to the point of like it's not the game's playing itself uh so here's my pitch onto this which is you start at a reasonable, slightly faster, like Mario when he's got the uh, speed mushroom kind of thing, the speed flower in Mario Odyssey. You know what I'm talking about? Like that level of speed is what you start with. And then as you collect rings, the more rings you get, that, that there's your like meter of speed. Okay. So you can get, once you're, as you're playing well, you're, can, you can go fucking faster. But I you're don't... not starting off at like just immediate 100 speed. You have to build up to it somehow. You have to like earn the speed. I don't like that. I've never liked that. Yeah. I, mm. Yeah. Sounds too complicated. All right. Why not? Fight me. Why not? <laughs> I 100% disagree with your. <laughs> okay. Wow. So. Wow. Okay. Fine. <laughs> a huge slap in the face. But, the, you know, you got to give me a little bit more of a reason of why this. Uh, uh, okay. How, like, I, don't, I think you're not taking it into consideration in your in your control scheme, which is like. Where is that joy of movement coming from? Uh, well, it's a simple button, and I, I agree mean, with the role. I think it's antithetical to that because it punishes you if you lose your rings. It punishes you when you're starting out at the level. You have to kind of like earn a higher tier of sonic movement speed, right? It is basically the opposite of everything in the 2D Sonic moveset. Well, right. you've got a new dimension to to deal with here. It's Sonic in 2D, and one of the reasons he feels so good in Mania is he's not particularly that fast. It goes faster than the screen, you know, a few times in kind of scripted segments rolling down a, a long slope or something. I don't think they slowed him down in Mania. I think he's like... No, no, it's not slowed down. I'm just saying it's like you can you can have that level of speed work in 2D, but in 3D it seems slow if it's that same speed. That, all, the games I mean, are much faster so in 3D. So what you're talking about is merely just like the tuning of acceleration, velocity, and all these other kind of like, you know, physics elements of movement. Yeah. Um, and I right. think that you can do it well in a way where, you know, you give Sonic the actual like physics momentum of rolling down you know inclines and like shooting up into the air and stuff like that and i think you can do it well in a way without needing to kind of like modulate his top velocity uh through ring pickups or other types of things like i mean sure if you want to give him like a speed boost item like he has in you know the 2d sonic games yeah that's great i don't like the idea of making your top performance contingent 
on you know just how many rings you're holding on to or any other kind of mechanic like that i think sonic's base move set should be pretty set well we're taking yeah, sonic and the secret rings and we're going to publish it anyway uh even if well, we got <laughs> even if we got to do a, the indiegogo kickstarter we feel strongly <laughs> we're backed into a corner so we got to feel strongly while we're while we're talking about rings um what's the best thing to happen when sonic loses his rings in 3d Oh, good question. Oh, I think, they I think Sonic the- Adventure One still had the best solution, where the rings kind of form like a, a circle that, yeah, just rings like, in a ring. Yeah, expands around Sonic. So, because it's just really fun after you lose your rings to like make the little loop on the D pad and you know kind of grab your rings back. And I feel like it's the most natural extension of what happens in the two D games. Mm-hmm. But then I remember in Sonic Heroes, like uh, they go all over the place, and like you just you can't get them back. Or in the era of Sonic games, after you kind of like fell off, like Unleashed and Beyond, where when you get hit, you just lose a set amount of rings, and right. that's it because like they're that happened in like what, Sonic lose... uh, Triple Trouble, right? Yeah, that was the first so. game that was like that. Yeah. I never played that one. And ring, rings are tied to your boost meter in I forget about Unleashed, but definitely yeah. in Generations. So Which you're losing I like also you're losing like. your boost meter. Yeah, yeah. Here, but so kind of like launch padding off of that question. Do how do like, do we think the life slash health system of rings makes sense in 3D? Like, should yes. it still just be this thing of like, yeah, zero rings, take a hit, you die? Yeah, I don't see why yes. not. Like, that is yeah. sacred. I, yeah, just I think fucking get good make. at the game. Yeah, stop, stop making Sonic games for people who don't fucking like Sonic games. That's the thing. And they keep well, doing so here's, that. Here's why I think there should be a reward for getting rings, which is I would, I don't know, like, what do you, with Sonic Rangers, what type of, is the special stage... 2D to, or is it like the the rumor is that it'll be like boost style stages uh, for Sonic Rangers to contrast with the open worlds, you know, style. Yeah. Uh, so is it like a hundred rings opens up uh, a ring portal into a special stage? Uh, we have no idea if the rings. But I'm saying, is that what you want out of like a 3D game? Is that what you want the reward to be? You want the reward to be special stage as it is in 2D games? See, because I, I like how they made rings in, at least in generations, because I didn't bother with Unleashed, uh, hat have a bit more of a purpose by connecting it to the uh the boost meter which is why i thought in sonic forces it was also it's weird to have the wisps for the boost meter rings seems like a nice elegant solution of like collect rings to go faster yeah okay that makes sense you only need one to survive the hit but like justify the rings uh yeah i don't know i like i i'm pro doing more than just having it be I, unlocking special stages it, i get what you're saying and i kind of agree with it to an extent right i i, I guess maybe my uh, unenthusiasm about the ring mechanic in 3d is that goes back to my point about weak enemy design if enemies were more of a threat and you had to actually be more thoughtful about combat encounters with them then maybe then i think yeah i would feel better about like the whole just rings and death mechanic this also kind of goes over to super mario odyssey um, a game which I did like a lot, but the coins in that game, right? Like now that they've removed the live mechanic, which I like and I appreciate, the coins are kind of meaningless in that game. And you know what's crazy is they put an exact value on Mario's life. Yeah, he's only worth cents. ten coins. Yeah, that's crazy. So You'd I think. mean, how do we feel about that, right? Because I think this kind of goes to your point, Grant, about like make having the rings have meaning, right? Beyond just some kind of like perfunctory number increasing, right? Tying it into game mechanics like Sonic's um, health and death is a good thing, but I don't really have any good ideas about like what to do kind of like beyond that, like other than, you know, whatever special stage access or, you know, collecting these things for like a stupid shop, which is basically the solution they chose in Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, I like the I like having it just be for cosmetic changes, too. I think that that totally works. Yeah, me too. That's uh, they did that in Sonic Adventure, too, didn't they? Cosmetics? Were there cosmetics? Well, I mean, not well, like, for like uh, the menu screens. 
Oh, I kind of forgot about, about like the different voices or something. Oh yeah, yeah. You wow, got different themes and stuff, so you could have some. I, I remember I never got enough for the president's secretary's voice. Oh, it was the most expensive one for some reason. That's a bum out. That's I'm so sorry. weird. And in the chow garden, right? You could buy eggs and oh toys yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a good way to. There was something to dump them. the rings into, and you were incentivized then to play the levels over and over again to get the drives and the animals to raise a chow. But then that was the whole replay value of the game there you were playing the stages again because you had that sort of side mini game thing i mean oh yeah i mean that's the solution that's the solution right there bring back the chow garden bring back the chow garden yeah (laughs) i'm all for that and yeah it's um like sonic adventure 2 and sonic rush adventure they did have those side modes where it's like okay how quickly can you collect 100 rings or can you finish this level with over 200 rings or, you know, something like that. Just like these extra side missions. Yeah. It's like not mandatory to finish the game, but it's like, you know, just like an extra challenge. Yeah. So I think, I think you don't want to like overthink the rings. I think, you know, if everything else is fun and works, then it's fine. I can't really see Sonic feeling like Sonic if he's got like a health bar instead. Um, Yeah. yeah, I I think it's just... No, I don't like that, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it's already the boost meter. That's the same thing. That's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but players. I don't want the boost meter. I, yeah. I, I, I think Fuck it just the boost button. Kill the boost button. <laughs> that's why my control scheme. And is yeah, no, I think you don't out. need the boost button. I agree. I, I see where they were going with the boost, though. Is that like it's it's kind of a progression of the whole one button keeping the movement going thing of the older game. So that the whole design philosophy was. Sonic shouldn't stop moving to destroy enemies, and the boost does that perfectly. And but the only problem is it's just boring as fuck. So right, right. Yeah. getting the rolling back, it gives you that player agency where it's mm-hmm. like, oh shit, there's a guy, press down, you know, do a roll, sweet, I killed him, keep going, um, rather than just like hold the button and uh, off you go. Yeah, <laughs> and that's you, it. You, that's the game. You still have to think because you can boost into like literally any enemy, but you couldn't mm-hmm. roll. Into the the punchy guy in Metropolis Zone, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he'd fuck you up. You Shell Orbinot, my oh, boy. Orbinot, Orbinot. Into him, could you? No, yeah, not from slicer. any direction. Oh, no, mate. Slicer so, as well. Yeah, so you got to pay attention. And that's all, how all you the boys do... in Metropolis Zone. All, all, all of those them. the Metropolis, yeah. the Metropolis boys. <laughs> yeah, all so this is what I'm talking boys. about. You can't the fuck with them, man. Enemy and design needs to challenge Sonic in a way. And I think the whole boost button kind of just misunderstood the the original philosophy of the Sonic games right where like the sonic games are about going fast which i think is kind of a misinterpretation of it right like like in the sonic games you go fast as a reward for understanding the mechanics and the level design you don't just like get a push button to go fast right which is just so yeah i i think i think i guess michael brought it up in the sonic one episodes of the podcast which i actually listened to because i wasn't in it i don't listen to my own episodes um but when you when you're a little kid, you're playing Sonic One for the first time. You encounter your first loop. You don't make it through because you've not figured it out yet. And then you need to like take a few steps back, and then you need to do a run up to go through the loop. Mm-hmm. And like that, that's like part of the fun, like having those slopes and inclines, and having to get enough speed. And I think like that's something you could really do a lot more with in 3D. We were talking about fan games earlier on. I think Sonic Utopia did that really well. 
I know it's just a kind of a tech demo, you know, they're sort of lacking in actual content, but like it's got a lot of fucking promise, which is more than I could say for any of the Sonic games I've played in the last 15 years, bar Sonic Mania, of course. Oh, Sonic Colors did nothing wrong. I like Sonic Colors, actually. Um, but Sonic Utopia, you know, it just, yeah, it does it does everything you're talking about. It feels like you're playing Sonic in 3D. It feels like you're playing an old Sonic game in 3D. Uh, it's all there. Everything you would imagine it to be. Uh, and a little bit more um the only thing is like yeah what do you do with that what how do you make compelling environments because sonic is only as good as the environments you put him in yes yeah he's got a cool moveset yes but like the levels were designed to take advantage of that moveset and still be engaging i've i've got a bit of a hot take on this so i think well no you see sonic utopia I think, like, mm. I agree with you. Like, that's amazing. You know, we've got all these, like, fun physics down. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, the camera maybe needs to be reeled in a bit. But I think it's like the the enemies, they still need to, you know, make them a bit more engaging, like Nathan was saying. But also, it's such a, like, big area, Sonic Utopia. Everything's, like, big and open and spread out. I'd like to see a Sonic game in the style of Mario 3D World where yeah where it's sort of spacious enough but you've got it's still compact you know what i mean it's you like there's still be a course yeah like course course yeah. Direction. Yeah, course driven yes exactly so it's like course driven but it, you're not going it, you're not going through a corridor you know it's not crash bandicoot yeah. it's not you know sonic unleashed sonic generations no. it's not one of those where you just That's kind of what it's become isn't it yeah, so I'd be fine with that if you get Sonic Utopia as the hub world and you just still get like this big open playground and then your oh, sure, courses sure. through the yeah, rings are your you can... course driven levels. Which yeah, kind of can... sounds like what they're doing with Rangers. Oh, I hope so. Well, maybe, hopefully. Maybe. Yeah, you could you could yeah. have like your station square, but then yeah, I want the rest of it to be to mm. be yeah, like a Mario 3D world kind of thing. But you want your speed so... highways. Well, see, I don't, I don't want the speed highways. That's the thing. <laughs> it's um, that's very course driven, right? I mean, yeah, but that's not... a pretty linear experience. Uh, do I you did... want the speed highway at dawn? Ooh, is that what you want? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I think, I think what I want, I think I just really like the camera of Mario 3D World. You know, rather than because so far all the 3D Sonics Set camera angles. Um, yeah, all the 3D Sonics have been like. Over, you know, behind the shoulder, you know, you're kind mm. of like Tomb Raider, you're Mario 64. Um, yeah, I'd like to just see, you know, take the camera up a bit, make it, you know, not quite isometric, but, you know, more or less. Mm. Yeah, just have that set camera. And the mental image I always have is so, you know, the bit in Spring Yard Zone, right? Um, where you've got the half pipes and mm. you've got the spike balls sort of mm. doing a circle and you've got the platforms there. Imagine that in Mario 3D World, right? But it's a Sonic, and you can do, like, you can roll into the ball and go through the half pipes. But then, let's say you've also got Knuckles, and so you've got you've expanded this out into 3D. So you've got your half pipe, but then in front of it, you've just got, like, flat grounds, you know, with other stuff going on. And, you know, maybe there's a wall there, and Knuckles can climb up that wall, but with Sonic, you want to get on the half pipe and you know get enough momentum to go up the half pipe, you know, or you can jump on the platform and jump over the half pipe. I think that it's just like one of my favorite bits in any Sonic game. You could make it like a puzzle game 
almost. Uh, the, the the course is like, how do you use the skills to get ahead? Here's the course. You know, you guys are in for some good news because the game you want already yeah. exists. You're describing Flicky's Island Sonic 3D Blast. How the hell can we have a whole fucking podcast about Sonic in 3D and not talk about Sonic 3D? They called it, it had the balls to call it Sonic 3D. It's course driven. The enemies are engaging. Uh, it's a puzzle uh, solving thing. There are half pipes. There's loops. Yeah. Uh, I believe there's a crouch roll button uh, for Wait. spin dashing. Yeah. Wait, the special where, stage is the best special pipes? stage ever. Oh, in the there there was no such thing as like yeah anything that you can like use physics or whatever. It just had like inclines yeah, or whatever, and the loop to loops were all like pre scripted um, yeah. things. I spent my story about Sonic 3D Blast is I wasn't allowed to own some video game consoles for quite a while as a child. So like once a year or whatever, my parents would let me like rent a whole console from Blockbuster for my birthday. Ooh. That was a thing you could do back then. And yeah. when the Saturn came out, I of course wanted to play Sonic on it because I loved Sonic, so I rented Sonic 3D Blast for my birthday and played that garbage for like a whole weekend. That's all right. I feel like I need to um, <laughs> maybe. I love the special so, stages on that. They were wonderful. Yes, I feel like maybe it's because I was so starved for Sonic content as a kid that like I liked that game a lot. I played it often, not as much as Sonic Jam, which basically just kind of tells you that yeah i just wanted to play the old games still but like i don't know i liked the atmosphere the visuals and the saturn version were good and the music was great and uh i i know it was a different kind of thing it wasn't a sonic game but then i think you had the clearly defined classic ones and any sort of deviation from that was like oh they're trying something new you know now when they try when with now when they try something new with a sonic game you're like oh not this shit again for fuck's sake no, please don't don't try things but then it was a little <laughs> bit different it was like oh okay all right this is you know it, it was like it was like a little glimpse of the future it was like okay we've not got yeah we've, got the, we've not got the mario 64 of sonic yet but quite, like it, but... it was like quite thrilling still to be like, oh, I'm moving Sonic around in a 3D environment. Yeah, yeah it was like, a novelty. Yeah, it was a bit of a novelty. It? And anyway, Nathan, you fucking loved Sonic R of all things. So yeah, yeah I like Sonic that. R better because it was yeah. true movement in 3D space. Even though I mean, I mean, look, mm, I I didn't wow. hate Sonic 3D generous. Blast. I enjoyed my time with it, but the entire time I was playing that, even as a kid, you know, I knew that this wasn't as good as the other Sonic games. And you it was... called it garbage. And I loved it. <laughs> I was <laughs> being a little bit, you know, I was playing it up a little bit. You would never, ever catch me wildly throwing words around like that. Willy nilly making accusations coming out with hot takes. You would never, ever catch me doing that on this podcast or anywhere. Hmm. So Mm, Another okay. one who doesn't listen back to the show. Why would I? Well, there it is. You hear it? You just said the shit. Ha. Huh. Sorry. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I part of my language. <laughs> this. Wait. So, okay. we, we've talked a lot about the mechanics and all that. I was curious a little to mm. delve a little bit into the the 3D character designs of, Ooh, like, for right. example, like Sonic and Eggman, as we made the transition from sprites into 3D models. I thought that might be kind of mm. fun to talk about because I always thought the Sonic Adventure 1 model was kind of awkward, right? He was kind of top heavy, a little compact and squat. I think they were maybe going for more of the classic proportions and they eventually kind of elongated him and made him a little taller and lankier. But I don't think that they ever really got him to look great in 3D until maybe Sonic Unleashed. Yeah. Like in the first one, he's got like uh, like his hair. It's just like, it looks like hair. I think that's the problem. 
Yeah. It's not spines, <laughs> it's hair. It's like a big puff in the back. And it goes all the way down to his butt. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's you look at the official art, and it's really cool, and you know graffiti style, and all the spine, like all the spines are overlapping, and they kind of try to do that with a three D model, but it's overlapping too much, and it just becomes sludge because you don't have a black outline to sort of define, you know, each of his quills. Yeah, it's like I got like an octopus head, like Lovecraftian sort of. <laughs> it's, it's weird. <laughs> I think another big weakness with the early 3D games is that his running animations were really awkward, and I don't think they really nailed that either. I don't know if they have really quite nailed that ever in 3D. I think it got a lot better in the Generations uh, or Unleashed era. Yeah. So, do we want the do we want the Naruto run? The Naruto yes. Naruto. Do I, we want the Naruto run, or do we want Naruto. the yeah? Do we want the I, like, sort of like Mega Drive, where he's just got I'm torn his fist on forward, I, or do we want him to actually like move his arms like a runner, like a Olympic athlete? Yeah, yeah I, I feel like the the Mega Drive style, where he's got his you know just his arms curled in front of him, wouldn't work in 3D. It just kind of yeah. look weird. That's well, yeah. You look at Generations, and he, that's exactly what he's doing, and he just looks. I agree. You can, yeah, you can get away with it with pixel graphics, but yeah, once you get higher fidelity, it just doesn't doesn't cut the mustard anymore you want him pumping his arms like he's tom cruise in a mission impossible movie just like yeah. chopping up fucking all the fruits and vegetables with his super <laughs> fast <laughs> chop, chop arms i want it like the sonic cd intro where he's got this he's got these little mittens okay. and things and he's just like just it's like balls absolutely just going crazy just like flapping his arms and legs like just pounding <laughs> through the landscape make him look like an energetic little crazy little bastard in fact as i've like said that. before numerous times that like my ideal sonic game um is basically that intro but somehow also a game like, i'm mm. not a game designer okay i'm not going to pretend to be sure i studied game design at university you wouldn't know sega hire this man but i wish i wish you would <laughs> i'd be just like do this but that and they'd be like oh shit yeah we never thought <laughs> Hoshino Sam was like, oh god, of course. Goes back through his notes, like, fuck, there it is. Yes. Thank you. I don't it's know. Fun, <laughs> circled Just... 30 times. <laughs> Make a decent game. Fuck. I, yeah. It was on the back of the page. We didn't see it. Shit. Right. <laughs> turn, turn it around. There you go. Look, I don't know. All right. But yeah, no, so. Yeah, I didn't like so much. It did look kind of weird in Sonic Adventure 2 where he's kind of like vibrating basically as he runs because they just kind of sped the animation up. And it <laughs> yeah, really I hated weird. that animation. I liked, pretty... <laughs> I liked Sonic Adventure because he kind of, the faster you ran, the smoother he got. Like he kind of got more aerodynamic. He kind of leant forward, mm-hmm. put his arms back and kind of leaned into that it. That was a nice really touch. Started pounding forward. Yeah, and I feel like that's what they built on for the later games with the narrator run. That we're all so familiar with now <laughs> but no I, like, I don't know i like him just yeah i like him being short and spiky and grim looking and determined and just energetic as fuck and just pounding along like flapping his arms like crazy that's that's my can, blue blur can i throw a hot take in here yes please i don't think sonic looks good short in 3d i don't think <gasps> it could work like he's got to have the elongated uh like tall sonic adventure style Oh Honestly, I think okay, the Sonic 06 model Sonic is the best for 3D. Oh, abby, 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 wow. abby, huh? 
Say what? Scratch. Abi abi abi. Who? That's he. He is very long and gangly in Sonic 06. Yeah, but I like think? it. Yeah, I like he's long and like. But for 3D, I feel like like that's kind of what you need. This is yeah. um what you need. Wild. What you need. That Hideki Naganuma song from Sonic Rush. <laughs> and, like man, so, how can I how can I explain it? Well, um, they they have gone on record as saying that is why they changed Sonic's design in Sonic Adventure because when he had like the stubby little arms and legs, it didn't read well in 3D, especially when you're looking at him from behind. So yeah, that, I mean that's that's what I get out of it. Like uh, especially the running animation. Um, when he's short and stubby, it's just kind of why well, it's it seems really hard to do that. Like he just like he vibrates or something, but. If he's got like more, I don't want to say human proportions, but more like not squish proportions. You know what they like haven't tried yet? more natural. Is really, really long legs and then just still the short body up top. <laughs> <laughs> like really long legs. Like, so it's like, oh, I see how he goes fast. It's like really long strides. Yeah, you, you know, like Eggman 3D models. His uh, yeah, his limbs are ridiculously long. That Eggman in 3D got like Actually, a fucking ten foot wingspan. Man, he make Anthony Davis look like a fucking T Rex. <laughs> I think Eggman would be really fun to play in 3D with that kind of model. <laughs> like, I don't know why I think that. Even in 2D, I think that just would be really awesome. Just like a big round thing on spindly little legs, just running around. <laughs> That's what you get in the Sonic Adventure 2 Chow Gardens, right? It's so weird. I know, yeah. Like, like, I thought covering... it was awesome. Like, oh, I want to yeah. play the whole game like this. <laughs> Stop putting him in that stupid machine. There's probably <laughs> some mods that can make your dreams come true. Oh, there definitely is. I've seen it. I did play a Sonic One ROM that lets you play as Doctor Eggman, and you're like just you. You have like a net, and you're catching. You played this, you know what I'm talking about? No, I think it's just I called Eggman one. in Sonic One. Rings uh, a bell. Does it ring a bell? It's uh, yeah, it's there kind we of go. Fun. Yeah, a whole robotic thing would be great. Give the man his due. He st- he needs to be in Smash Brothers for God's sakes. You fucking cowards. Oh yeah, it would be like Bowser Junior, but better. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. That's why they won't do it. They can't make him look make. Bowser Jr. look bad. Oh, exactly. The the prized character, Bowser Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's in all this. He's in every. He's in. Uh, they brought him back. Yeah, he's they the keep bringing him Bowser back. Fury. Yeah. That Can we all agree he is the worst Mario character ever? Yeah. He's uh, so yeah. No. Wait. Well. Uh, when have fucking junior characters ever been cool? He's like Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior. Donkey Kong Junior. I really yes. want Donkey Kong Junior to come back. Yes. Hey, you know what? Yes. Stupid Kong Junior. Yeah, yes. I said it. Yes. Actually, yeah, but he's not a big like Donkey Kong Junior. Is still a giant fucking ape. I'm talking about little annoying little. <laughs> yeah, get him, boss. Little fucking, you know. <laughs> Can you do the rest of the podcast in that voice? Yeah, please? Dad. Yeah, yeah, I hate Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my princess. <laughs> fucking. Why am I wasting my time on this shit? Sorry, I've just woken up again. Carry on. It's fine. I don't play Mario games. I'm a true blue Sonic fan. So what do I know? Here's the uh, thing, though. Baby Bowser. I'll go to bat for Baby Bowser. I love Baby Bowser. Oh, I like Bowser Junior. Bowser Junior. He's got a slightly different design. Oh, I'm like, yeah. fuck you. This is bullshit. Worst <laughs> character. Here's, Thank you. Here's the answer to that, Jared. The <laughs> fuck worse than Bowser Junior. Fucking Baby Mario and Baby Luigi and Baby uh, Peach. I hate those fucking characters, and I cannot believe they waste like multiple character slots in the Mario Kart roster with that garbage. 
See, you know what would make those characters work if Mario and Luigi actually had their mustaches, even as babies. Actually, I, I saw that in one of the old Mario <laughs> comic books in like the 80s or 90s, and there was a part where there were babies, and baby Mario had his mustache, and I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. It was so funny, and yeah, I think that's yeah. how it should be. Okay, I could deal with I that. Like that. That supports my my headcanon theory, my personal headcanon theory, which is that there are always baby Mario and baby Luigi, but sometimes they're wearing fake mustaches. Like they're they're essentially children, which is why Mario and Luigi sound like they do. I don't believe that they're adult men. Mario and, never uh, hit puberty. Yeah, no, he's he's a kid. He's a kid playing pretend. He's uh, that's 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 the Mario secret sauce. Yeah, okay. That's so, a child. so that's a so you think he's a short guy? Yeah, are you saying small Mario is baby Mario, and he when we see him regular sized, that's just Mario with a mushroom. That's the Super Mario. Yeah, no, they're right. totally different. Like, like small Mario is, you know, he's small Mario. He's just squish Mario. But baby Mario is, he's, you know, he's a baby with a mustache. It's fundamentally different. Yeah, that's pretty far. So I think we actually, all right. So for the next Mario Kart, we we actually keep baby Mario, but we put a mustache on him. But then also add in small Mario, because where's the small Mario? There's three links in Smash Brothers. Where's small Mario? Oh Where'd he go? Where's Donkey Kong Jr. and yes. small Mario? They're coming in for Mario Kart Nine confirmed. Here's, here's the thing, though. Donkey Kong Jr. was one of the original eight in Super Mario Kart. That's true. Yep. And they Not don't seen since the Wii, right? The Wii? Well, no. Donkey, Wasn't he Don- in the Wii? Donkey Kong, no. didn't they bring him back for Wii? Or has he no. never been, not been in any of I don't think he's ever come back. They never brought and him he, back. He was going to be in Double Dash, but they replaced him with Diddy Kong. You know, they and, found like unused, like a little unused icon for him. And So he's Cranky's son, and I think technically Donkey Kong's dad right he's the generation between those two yeah yeah it's the like generation that. between yeah so so it's like well canonically it wouldn't make sense but then neither does baby mario who cares bring back donkey kong jr fans okay. listening to this please write to your local nintendo representative tell them <laughs> we want donkey baby kong mario jr. Back. sucks baby mario is so bad <laughs> bowser Don't jr include my sucks. Name with this. bring back donkey kong jr He's the superior junior. But yeah, in general, no juniors. Except Donkey Kong Jr. <laughs> but other than otherwise, no juniors. We're in we're in lockstep on this. Hey, Wait, so is what Donkey you... Kong Donkey Kong the third? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's the like I've never been clear on that since Donkey Kong Country. So like Cranky Kong is the original Donkey Kong? Apparently. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Is that what it was supposed it. to be? Yeah. So then there's Junior, who's either the Donkey Kong who wears a red tie. Which no. seems unusual because he didn't go by no. Junior. Or there's proper Donkey Kong Junior as we know him in the uh, in the bib suit or whatever that is. Is big oh, like baby a suit top or something? It's like a unitard. Like a unitard. Donkey Kong Junior in his in his Junior unitard uh, is missing. We don't as as you've mentioned, so we don't know. But it, but probably so. But it's either one or the other. Either he's, dead, he's Donkey dead, Kong the third, or he's. Uh, Donkey Kong Jr. who dropped the Jr. and dropped the Unitard for a tie. Okay, okay. So here's, here's where the confusion is. So the so Cranky Kong is like, oh yeah, he's the original Donkey Kong, but he's an old man now because so Donkey Kong is an old game, guess it. And then the new Donkey Kong is his grandson, right? So that sort of leaves the gap for Donkey Kong Jr. as a separate character. Oh, okay. So in Don- but in and that's how it's always been. He's always been Cranky's grandson. Except in Donkey Kong 64, where suddenly they were calling him Cranky's son instead. So they fucked up big time. But then in the game since then, 
he was back to being Cranky's grandson. So, yeah, he's always Cranky's grandson, except in Donkey Kong 64, which is the anomaly. Yeah. Nintendo, you fucked up big time. This has also become our, our new catchphrase. Fucked up big time. I don't know You why. may have noticed. Um, sorry, is this the Donkey Kong Zone podcast? What the f- what? what are we talking about? How about, how about we, an hour and 20 minutes in, do our last gasps? What do you think about that? I think you're crazy, but okay, fine. You gotta get it ready for your last hot takes. I love that we finally have that drown sound in there. It's like so cathartic to finally hear it. Oh, every time I try and do it. With God damn it, it, Josh. Just... It's, it's, it, it sounds like you're hurting yourself. I do. Please don't hurt any Josh. It, it gets foamy and it makes me burp. Sorry. Ew. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was me burping rude? And was me saying fuck consistently for an hour and 20 minutes? Not. All right. Jeez. We need a Wikipedia account for the amount of burps Josh has had in this podcast so far. There's 15 episodes. Your over-unders at 20. Uh, how many burps Look, do you man. think Josh has had? Email us, ghcpodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us. I read the BFG when I was a kid and he said Ooh. the burps were lots and lots of fun. No, wait, no, it was the other way around. It was farting. Yeah, it was farts because they have the soda where the bubbles go down. Where bubbles go down I also okay. read the BFG. Oh shit, is that why you're against burps so much? Yes. Because the BFG. I want you to put the <laughs> microphone between your legs and let us hear your farts instead. I'm going to get them out in just a second, but let me just come out with this. Fuck right. the BFG, yeah. What? Wow. I said it. I said it. Yeah. If I'm gonna okay. burp. I've got one in the chamber. I'm gonna fucking let it fly. That's what's gonna happen. The BFG is the big friendly giant. Okay, you don't say fuck the BFG. He's the one that gives you nice <laughs> dreams. He's mixing the dreams up in his jars and he's gonna blow them into your ear while you sleep. No, because that's Horrifying. only for kids. I'm an adult. The BFG doesn't give a fuck about adults. I've read the book, mate. Yeah, that's for kids only. Adults fuck themselves at night. That's all they get to do and have shit dreams all the time because you're an adult and everything's rubbish. BFG is dead and we killed him. (laughs) (laughs) Last gasp, ladies and gentlemen. All right, last last gasp. gasp. (laughs) Yeah, all right, I got one. Okay, there there should be an incentive to uh, bop all the badniks, baby. There should be (gasps) some sort Mm. of badge or some sort of cosmetic upgrade that you get to your hub world that encourages you to go out and find, because also, you know, whether they're more engaging or not, sure, fine, great. Or they're easy and they're knockover enemies, that's fine too. The point is, is that they have to have animals inside, otherwise what's the fucking point? We gotta be, we gotta bring, readopt the uh, freedom fighter angle and incorporate it into the games by just having it be a badge or some shit that you get for freeing all the animals, because that's something that's been lost, and it needs to come back. Freeing the animals, baby. So that would be a bit of a that would be a bit of a Sonic 3D kind of direction, because that was the only one where you had to defeat yeah, all the right. enemies. Like that was that I'm was our, our perfect game already exists. Wow. I think. Again, yeah, yeah. apparently yeah. the perfect 3D Sonic game is Sonic 3D Blast. Listen, this is our creation. I, this is not me alone, but this is this is what our group think. We are a Sonic think tank for you, Sega. Hire this podcast and remake Sonic 3D Flicky's. Well, which is it? Is it 3D Blast? Is it Flicky's Island? You it can see Flicky's the tension this is causing us. I'm, I'm a super purist, and I've thought about this, and I can't come to a conclusion because it was designed mainly by the Japanese staff working at Sega Technical Institute in the States, and... 
of course, where it was called 3D Blast. And, of course, it was programmed mainly by Traveler's Tales in the UK, where it was Flicky's Island. And then when it was finally released in Japan, I think they also called it Flicky's Island, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. Wow. Um, wait, so I don't know, uh, I'm as purist as it gets, and I don't know. Wait, I don't, I don't think STI were involved. I think it was um, just like the Japanese team. Like, I think you had Izuka and um, Yasuhara and a few other guys, but... They were working at Technical Institute at the time, though, weren't they? Uh, they, they were... See, I think this might be whilst they were working on, working on Nights, and that's why they couldn't do, like, another Sonic game, because they were working on Nights, so... Oh, I don't know. I don't, but, yeah, I think... So I thought that... I remember hearing that. I might be wrong. And they did uh, Sonic I, I Oral, so I thought wrong. that was also done in the States, because, well, yeah, Yasuhara was... Um... He was always in the States from uh, Sonic 3 onward, wasn't he? Like, he didn't go back. I don't think he went back until, yeah, and then he left Sega entirely at some point. So there were, there's an article in Retro Gamer that says, um, like, Izuka and the others, they did actually go to England to help out, like, help make Sonic 3D. Oh, so they were actually working out of the UK? Yeah, yeah. Um, for a few months, at least. So I think Flick is Island. I think that's the, that's the purest option. Thank you. It's also got the Sonic model that you want. Oh, Jesus mm. Christ. All right, fine. You know, the run animation in that is maybe one of the worst out of all the 3D games, if you can even count that one. As a he's like bow-legged, like he just rode like a horse for three days. Yeah, he's like <laughs> rocking, <laughs> rocking back and forth. All right, Like fine. a toddler learning how to walk. <laughs> Look, we only just fucking got electricity sorted over here all right we're still figuring some things out it's it's still it was it was horse and carts up until recently we're still a little bit behind <laughs> right we're catching yeah, also, up also get it right it's sonic 3d fucky's island fucky's oh. island yeah <laughs> <laughs> there it is. that's how we do it it's it crazy what this podcast brings out of you just your most monstrous form unbelievable unbelievable yeah, so I'm like, never telling my parents about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. So, so yeah. yeah, yeah. So my my hot take again is just Mario 3D World, but a Sonic do the rolling right, and just like you see the level, slow Sonic down. He doesn't need to be so fast, mm. you know. Blue mm. Toad, he can be as fast as Blue Toad. Little bit faster than Blue Toad, fine. Boy, you don't need that Sonic Unleashed like roller coaster, thousand miles an hour speed. It's just counterproductive. Make it a platform game. That's it. Just make it a platform game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we could do some platforming game. People still like platforming games, don't they? The Ratchet and the Clank is out again, and people are liking that. Yeah, the, the, the Crash Bandicoot platform. They love yeah. the Crash Bandicoots, don't they? They love you know the other game. I don't it's, know what games are doing Spyro, now. Spyro, Spyro Dragon, the the Spyro the Dragon. They're, they're loving all of that again. So yeah, yeah it's making sense. a comeback. I was having this discussion actually with a different group of friends not too long ago, and we were talking about how it's interesting, right, that platformer games back in the 2D era, like the NES and Genesis, Super Nintendo, like the context for almost every type of game genre back then was presented as a platformer just because of the planes of 2D movement, right? And now that we're in 3D and in the modern era of game design, platformers are kind of a niche genre. And we were talking about this because like some of us, Mm. uh, some of my friends have kids and stuff like that and talking about how um, their kids are learning how to play video games now. And 
they're not really familiar with the just the skills of running and jumping in 2D or 3D because it's just like kind of an uncommon type of game now, which I thought was like really interesting because like that what all of us growing up around the same age, like that was the bread and butter of all video games back then. Yeah, that, yeah that's really like interesting. The, yeah, because platformers were like the Ubisoft style open world AAA titles of their time. So everything was a mm-hmm. fucking platformer by default, wasn't it? There were millions right. of platformers. Yeah, they it were the system of... sellers. You didn't have a console unless you had a platformer mascot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Aero the Acrobat and other other classic characters like that. Zool. Zool. Yes, fucking Zool. Zool. At the same time. Does anybody have fondness for Zool? No. I have Chopper Chops. Chopper Chops. Fondness for Zool. I, I have fondness for the characters that, character design because I'd see them in magazines, right? They'd be like, oh, there's Zool, you know? You'd get, like, the, you'd get the ads in the magazines from, like, a local shop, and it's like, oh, phone us and buy all the games, and we've got a list of games, and then we've got a picture of Zool, you know, next to the list of, like, the Amiga games. And it's like, oh, oh he's cool, he's like a ninja. And then, yeah, I actually looked it up on YouTube, like, two decades later. It's like, oh, it's just, like, a shit Sonic. <laughs> oh, so you never played it. I remember <laughs> playing it at a friend's house. A long time ago, yeah. <laughs> and it kind of sucks. You like slide down inclines and stuff, which I guess was like maybe kind of interesting. Yeah, you don't need to slide, you need to roll. <laughs> Sliding's bullshit. Yes, it is. Yes, indeed. Can I have a last gasp? Please. Go no. right ahead. He oh, asked politely. Sorry. I, I think mean, yes. that Green Gibbon should fire up the GHC again and get the museum going. You know, I've actually I've thought about that a lot. Like, seriously, like. Uh, oh, yeah. Like it wouldn't be a huge amount of work because I'd have to rewrite everything because I look back at the old pages now and it's like, wow, did I write this? But I feel like if I were going to do it now, um, it would be kind of the same. Like oh, I'd have you know the same info about all the games and the stages and the enemies and everything. But I feel like it would be more focused on the actual development history. Mm-hmm. So like what's now the behind the screens, which is like a small thing at the end of the page, would kind of be the main thing now Ooh. if I were going to do it again. I like well, that. Right on, man. Yeah. I mean, if you ever do, certainly I'll be uh, I'll be watching with great interest. And uh, like we've all said on here numerous occasions, you know, that uh, the website was what got us into really delving a little bit deeper into the series rather than just sort of taking them at face value. So it'd be nice to see the old girl uh, up and about again. That's all I'm saying. Plus, we were we were talking about it in the uh, previous episode with Bo, how we were just... Uh, you know, a big part of the attraction with the GHD was just your writing style. It was just, it was mm-hmm. friendly, but self-deprecatingly, like very funny. Uh, it, not, I meant to say funny more than friendly. It was moderately friendly. It was very funny. And yeah. I always like, enjoyed the, uh, just your takes on the forum. And then also like the news updates too. There was the period of when maybe it was on emulation zone where the front page was getting updated with on right, kind of, like yeah. a regular basis. Yeah. You're adding like your drawings and so forth to the, uh, the banners. Yeah. Or some, yeah please, some, please forget about those. No, we love them. <laughs> well, they're probably the just, just as a memory. Cause they're a good memory of like, Oh, those were really funny. Uh, well, so, I yeah. remember one that I liked when it was, uh, the gunny gunny crab meat running away from the yes. logo. That's the that, only one I ever uh, did that I liked. That's the one that's in my really? mind at this moment. Yeah. Uh, well, so here, I'm going to mention this then. One of the banners that Jared drew for the GHC is the one of Sonic sitting on the barrel from Sonic 3, yes. looking really bored. Yes. And Tails nice is right. behind him playing on a Game Gear. And that actually became kind of a minor meme on the internet at a yeah. certain point. So yeah. you've seen that. You look back at that one. You don't like that one? 
Uh, I mean, I kind of like what I did with the colors. I mean, I guess it's I guess it's okay. Like, you know, like, it's you know, yeah. after you know, four and a half years of art school, it's just kind of <laughs> <laughs> not where it should be. But you're always yeah, your colors are okay. Harshest critic. I loved that one. So I've just googled Sonic Barrel, and it's like the seventh image. Knowyourmeme.com. So you have like, how does it feel oh, wow. like that's been your that's your biggest internet legacy right now? That's my legacy, yeah. <laughs> it is, man. There it is. Until now. Yeah, until, Until that's why you need to you need to <laughs> revive vghz.com. You need to in you know inadvertently create new memes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. And, or just in the meantime, hang out with us more on the uh, the podcast. I know there's uh, we haven't yeah. mentioned it that we sort of alluded to that we're all spread out across the world, so the the time differences makes it difficult. But uh, yeah, oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's been really frustrating for me that it took this long to arrange it, just because you know living in a different space time and my you know my specific living situation. But um, I mean, yeah, I can work it out. Every, you know, every once in a while. Hell yeah, right. definitely. You know, I want to come back. I don't want this to be my one and only appearance. No, no, of course not. That, we will definitely have you back. Yeah. So my last gasp is, um, you know, it's been, I guess, just over 24 years now since the GHC started, was started by Jared in 1997. And you are the reason that all of us are together and back again together now after all these years. So thank you for yeah. doing that. And thank you for bringing us all together and yes, uh, giving us these lifelong Sonic friends. Um, it's been a true blessing. So yeah, I'm really just happy to see that you know it's still alive. Everyone's still interested. Everyone's still together. And yeah, so you know, I didn't do that. That just happened. So, but yeah, I'm really happy about it. <laughs> yeah, man. you're like the uh, the Godfather of it. What's that uh, famous Godfather quote? All of you ungrateful humans. <laughs> <laughs> think, uh, but yeah, you're the you're the Godfather of the thing. I've got this know. life form up here. It's pretty good. Don't know if it's ultimate or not. <laughs> you tell hey, me. Hey. <laughs> I didn't, got, I didn't say uh, ultimate. They said ultimate. I've made this guy. He's floating in a thing. We'll get him out eventually. I don't know. <laughs> My little girl isn't feeling too well, I guess. <laughs> uh, I think that's what he sounds like. I don't know. Yeah. That's my new bit. Sorry. It's either that or it's Jaleel Sonic talking about your parents getting divorced, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's bring that one bit. back out of the... Uh, I'm yeah, I like that one. Stable. Yeah, I will. It's fine. Hey, <laughs> it's really nice to connect with old friends again, especially if you've lost touch because you're an adult now and you have responsibilities. I mean, sure, they got a family and kids and you've got absolutely nothing, but don't worry about it. There's always Reddit. <laughs> oh, he's so bleak. Oh, man. that's a See, that's a Drano drinking Sonic. That that was like, oh, the, God, yeah. that's also the GHC. It's in the theme song. Uh, but that, that was like a, that running gag was, uh, part of the charm. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm drinking Heineken, which is almost draining. So I mean, actually real quick. And i tell you how the Drano thing got started. I don't know if I've ever, oh, told yes, that story. please. We'd love to know, please. I don't think any of us know. It was just kind of like, it was a really stupid thing. This was before the GHC actually. It was, uh, on the Sega forums. Um, and I don't remember the specific context. These two guys on the forum were having an argument about something, and then one of them made some comment that the other guy thought was stupid. So his reply was, Ben smoking Drano. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I just thought that was, for some reason, I thought that was absolutely hilarious. And so I kind of adopted that. Drano. Yeah, that was it. Like, not. Yeah, smoke and drain. Like <laughs> that, that's I, also know, I just thought it was complicated. I thought, I thought it was just 
hilarious. Like it was the best thing I'd ever heard at the time. So I just kind of adopted that. I thought it was wow. a Batman thing. You know, Batman. Batman. Thing. Yeah. Batman. Well, for Tim Burton, Batman, right? So, like, back in the early 2000s, oh. I bought it on DVD, and I was like, do-do-do, watching it, and one of the, like, cop characters, I don't know, what was it Harvey Bullock or someone just Harvey Bullock adjacent? He's called Eckhart, yeah, <laughs> he's Bullock adjacent, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like, oh, it's going, he was like, ah, they're drinking Drano. I was like, <gasps> just like seriously like, like yeah i, I thought that's where you got it from because i was like oh, that's where oh, that must be it that i don't remember that where, line that must be where it's because that line is like extremely mumbled it goes exactly like this this guy must be drinking draino over here that's, exactly <laughs> oh, that's awesome like i like I, I saw that when i was a kid maybe i'm just subconsciously recalling it i don't know could be huh. like i feel like i'm discovering it for the first time and that's fantastic I'm gonna I feel like it's one of those jokes that, that just like has that sort of energy to it, like uh, Josh's New York voice as well, but like the Gotham City kind of <laughs> thing of just like, this guy's drinking Drano over here. Hey, okay. hey, hey, Drano. hey, 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 hey. Do you want a Drano cookie? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Take it. <laughs> okay. Give All us right. that complete uh, grant. Yeah, <laughs> Time bonus one thirty nine. Cool bonus a million bazillion. We're not doing Given things. No more what points. The, uh, what's the uh, grade out of a scale of E to S? Would you give this episode? G for Green Hill Zone. Nice. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Has, that, has that been done already? No. no. That was first time. You claimed it. This is the outro now. This was fun. Read the descriptions and do the things. Email us and come join join our Discord. Discord. Thank you again, Casper, for your lovely, lovely email and for recognizing not one but two of my achievements. Uh, I do appreciate it. Yes, ghcpodcast at gmail.com. Give us a shout. Absolute sim, Casper. We want to hear from the Lee fans. (laughs) We want to hear from the Lee fans. Rep for North no. England. We don't want your <laughs> classism anymore. We're working on the Lee soundboard that will be available soon. 